You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Podcast. I'm Danielle, and I'm joined by Fanbytes Wrestling Section Head Chief Czar, LB Hunk Tears. Hello. <laughs> I just added all those in. I felt it, it was appropriate. You're all those things, I think. Thank you. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, you know, my. It's funny you use the word czar because my uh, great grandparents pretended to be Russian royalty, and Whoa. that was their thing that they did. Was they were pretend royalty. I mean, that's incredible, actually. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. So, shout out to uh, Stephanie and Alan, aka Stefania and Vladimir. I well, because you're a short king now, they <laughs> paved the true. way for you. They did, and they were both really short. So, oh, good. thanks, guys. Yeah, exactly. That's that's very good. I'm shorter than both of my parents. I'm just letting you know. So that. am I. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, not by a lot. Like, neither of my parents are super tall or super short. Uh, but yeah, I, and my sister is even shorter than me. I don't know how it happened. I, I'm not really sure. Sometimes. I mean, I'm no scientist. Yeah. That I think we can all agree on. So I'm just going to end my sentence there because I don't even... I'm so not a scientist that I can't even say, like, I'm no scientist, but science. Like, I have no fucking idea. But science. Well, you might not be a scientist, but you are a pro wrestling expert. And I well, am the kind of person... Expert. Well, I'm, I'm going to call you an expert. Thank uh, you, Danielle. Because I'm an expert in people who are cool and good, and you're one of those people. And, you know... Gee whiz. And yeah. congratulations. Speaking of people who are cool and good, Aww. congratulations to the cool and good new editor-in-chief of Fanbyte. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, it's official as of April 1st, but we're telling people before April 1st, so nobody thinks it's a joke. It's <laughs> a good call. Really Oh, that would suck. Because, yeah, no, when I say my editor-in-chief can choke out your editor-in-chief, I'm not joking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's it is true. It is true. Although right now, I don't know what my chances are with anybody because I messed up my foot last night while I was training. Oh, no. It looks real bad. It's real swollen and bruised. Doesn't look as bad as uh, some of the people in the, the fights we're going to talk I don't, about I today. hope you don't look as bad as anybody in the fights we saw today. Yeah, I'm not quite that bad. But it's it's a little ugly. I showed it to my training partners today and they were like, oh, Jesus, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Which always is a good reaction uh, with people who look at bruised joints and fucked up things all the time. So. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, but what we do on this podcast is we both bring uh, an event, a cool fight. So LB will bring a, an extremely cool pro wrestling match for me to watch and enjoy and learn about pro wrestling. And I will bring a cool MMA fight to LB so they can also uh, learn a little bit about uh, the sport that I'm super into. It's like a beautiful exchange 
of information, yeah. a beautiful exchange of our our art forms. Do you have any idea how hard it is for me to say our art? Because I'm from Rhode Island and it's really hard, but I'm doing it, baby. <laughs> I'm so impressed. <laughs> Thank but you. like we I I'm I'm also impressed with us like space, time. Yeah. Yeah. These two very different, like, forms of thing. Yeah. And we're, like, crossing all of it and meeting together in the middle. Yeah. You showed it's me a, a fight from shape. the weekend. Yeah. I showed you a match from 2005. It's yeah. great. And they, they have a lot of similarities, actually, which is very cool, at least in terms of, like, action and blood and, like, Riffs, not riffs, but like announcers really being excited. There's a lot. I think there's some continuity here that I think yeah. is, is super, super fun. Uh, but LB, do you want to introduce this pro wrestling match that you gave me to watch? Sure. I mean, I guess today's theme is <laughs> things you watch and you can actually smell the blood as you're watching it. Um, yeah. So yeah. we started it out with, again, something from 2005, 15 years ago. The oh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, beloved, you know, in the vaulted halls of fame of everyone's favorite thing, Samoa Joe versus the Necro Butcher at IWA mm. Mid-South. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a, there was a, there's a thing that people always ask, like, what's the match you would show somebody to get them into pro wrestling? And I've always been like, or to like show them what kind of wrestling you like. Yeah. And I have things, mine are always like, it's a two match answer. Sure. Mine is this match and then something like crazy comedy bullshit. Okay. Um, okay. Which you uh, which will will come shortly in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Not this episode, but a future one. Uh Samoa Joe versus the Necro Butcher. If you are a current wrestling watcher, you may know Samoa Joe from he's in WWE now. He oh, okay. was in TNA. Uh he was a major star in Ring of Honor. In the kind of mid-2000s, he was the... Him and, like, CM Punk were, like, the major guys in independent wrestling. Sure. Um, The mid-2000s was, like, kind of the beginning, or... Not quite... Yeah, like, it was a kind of a big moment for independent wrestling being... I should explain what independent wrestling is to you, Danielle. Sure, Uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I have, like, a very vague and general sense that, like, it's a little more... I mean, it, I think of it, and you are going to correct me because you're about to tell me what it really is, but I'll just to let you know what comes up in my head uh, when we talk about that, it means like a little weirder, a little more indie, a little more grungy, a little bit more uh, maybe weird or experimental, uh, because that's what I think of with indie games or indie movies. And uh, I don't know if I'm right. <laughs> that can be the case. What okay. it really just means is it's, is it's not in a major company. Oh, okay. So it's not okay. in like a major big money company. Um, it's, it'll often be in a smaller venue. So like, we're not talking big arena shows. We're talking, you know, gymnasiums, sure. uh, down to, you know, bars, VFW halls, like a place where you would see like a weird punk show. Sure. Is a place Good. where they might also have indie wrestling. Um, and the mid two thousands were a great time for weird punk shows and indie wrestling. Um, <laughs> Where you had kind of these companies that people called super indies, um, which were just like very large, prestigious independent wrestling companies kind of yeah. sprouting up. Um, you had the internet, so you had all these fans online talking on message boards. You had like kind of the birth of something called a smark, 
so a smart mark culture uh, of wrestling of like, I know, I know it's a work and I'm interested in it because of, you know, the creative elements and the match structure. And I'm going to make a list of all my favorite guys and rate things and, you know, compile, you know, message board culture. It's the same with any, anything they taught that for wrestling really blew up. And Samoa Joe was like their guy. Oh, awesome. Can we can we step back very briefly? Yes. I know a little bit about marks and shoots and work shoots and of things course, like yeah. that. A little tiny bit. But for any anybody coming through uh, who doesn't know what those things are, could you give me like just a brief little, sure. little tidbit on that? So wrestling comes out of carny culture. Okay. Okay. Uh, and like when I think of carny culture, I often think of that like famous, you know, P.T. Barnum quote, there's a sucker born every minute. <laughs> there's that is like a mark is somebody in kind of general culture yeah. who is falls for a scam. That's a mark. Okay. okay. Um, in wrestling, a mark is a fan who believes that wrestling's real. Okay. Uh, because that's and that's. That's the language that's still used, <laughs> which gotcha. kind of shows you, like, what the attitude, what some of the attitude towards fans still kind of is. Yeah. Um, and a smart mark would then be, like, a fan who knows it's fake. Uh, a work is the fakeness. Okay. A worked shoot is you're actually... Uh, what what's the best way to describe a work shoot? A work shoot is it's fake, but it's real. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so I kind of get that. I kind of. Like, I wasn't. I was not prepared to. Uh, I'm sorry. I, it's I, okay. You know, I have to like come in with a glossary of terms. I get. I I think I get what that means. Like in the sort of heightened reality that we're talking about in this sort of magic circle here of, of the theater of it, of the spectacle of it. It's like, this is real in this moment or like real in this context, but it's so not like. So shoot can be yeah. like, if you're going like, let's say you, uh, you've got two guys who are like, like real fighting type wrestlers who yeah. like have, you know, who know how to actually fight. They can go in and have a match and be like, okay, here's the structure of what we're going to do. Here's who's going to win. But we're going to beat each other. Like, we're going to fight for real within those constraints. Okay. Okay. That can be a work shoot. But also a work shoot can be, like, uh, if somebody is, you know, doing a storyline with somebody and they can just take the mic and just say all their real feelings within the constraints of the storyline. That's also kind of a work shoot. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) I like it. Thank you. Sorry. I'm coming at you with so many questions. I have so much... Thirst for knowledge, you know? I do too. I'm, I'm sitting here like, why is it an octagon? So I feel <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. But uh, Samoa Joe versus the yeah. Necro Butcher. You had Samoa Joe, who's this like, 2005 was his year. He was putting on these like crazy, long, hard hitting athletic contests, getting rave reviews and, you know, the... yeah. I'm trying to think of like a movie director or something who like the Ari Aster of wrestling <laughs> that, in Perfect. 2005. Perfect. Like, he, you know, like right after Hereditary, like he just done Hereditary and yeah. Um, the Necro Butcher, on the other hand, 
was also the art caster. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Like the um it like Ari Aster and Jordan Peele sort of although not not with the sort of racial context but like two up and coming awesome directors who made two great movies and it's both their second movie that came out in a year and it's cool. uh, I actually like I'm not good enough on like the horror scene to know oh, what okay. director to compare the Necro Butcher to. Sure. Sure. Uh, but the Necro Butcher to was... be fair, I did not mean like the content of the thing. Okay, of, yeah. Like, Necro Butcher does not equal Jordan Peele, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would reverse them, I guess, if that was the case. But sure, whatever, sure, it doesn't sure. matter. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna let myself get carried away with this metaphor, even though I really want to. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Necro Butcher deathmatch guy. World renowned for his toughness in terms of like getting V, you know, VCR thrown at his head and uh, <laughs> like rolling around in glass and barbed wire and stuff. So this company, IWA Mid South, decided let's book them against each other since they're so different and both like so famously tough. And this match is what happened. Uh, they they're in the old ECW arena in Philadelphia. Uh, ECW was like a hardcore company that got bought out by WWE. Mm. So there's like a lot of nostalgia there for like what once was and what was destroyed by the corporate monolith. Um, (laughs) And it's also just like the most disgusting floor. (laughs) (laughs) There's something really visceral about watching this for me just because like the texture of this floor is so gross. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's bloody. They brawl over the place. They beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Necro Butcher starts bleeding immediately and just starts, like, there's a flap of his skin (laughs) by the end of it. Uh, You know, he doesn't have any, he usually is a weapons guy. He doesn't have any weapons here. He doesn't really care. He's got his own head. He's got the guardrails. He'll do what he can. Um, But yeah, what did you think of this? I I thought this is very entertaining. And this is more, I guess, what I thought of as pro wrestling when we started this podcast. Like, this okay. looks the most like that. Again, having tons of preconceived notions and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one thing I loved about it was the announcer. The announcers losing their minds over this match was so good. Like... They were like, holy fucking shit. And like, oh, my God, somebody's going to die. And like they were losing. One guy was losing his voice, which was incredible, like shrieking and losing his voice, which was very good. Like it it felt very genuine and in the moment and like joyous in a way that was was really fun and really cool. That Uh, is also. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's just a thing I enjoy sometimes about indie wrestling is they'll get other, they just get like wrestlers who are good at talking to do commentary instead oh, sure, of like professional sure. commentators. So like one of those guys was CM Punk. Oh, shit. Yeah. I <laughs> um, not that was, that. That's CM Punk on there. The guy who says like, you know, watch this makes me want to sign with WWE. I'm getting too old for this. That's oh. CM Punk. Uh, the guy who's like, the guy who proudly says that's my best friend about Samoa yeah. Joe. That's CM Punk. That oh, who, shit. Yeah. So, well, I know I know things now, and that's exciting. <laughs> but it is, but like, there's something very cool about watching something and having people in your ears who aren't just experts on it, but are like people who do it. Yeah, like watching something and loving it, and like experiencing that through them, and having your own enjoyment kind of validated. Like, okay, 
I think this is awesome. But this guy who's, you know, especially CM Punk in 2005. And also sure. Eddie Kingston, like not to knock Eddie Kingston, who's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know anything about the third guy uh, because I am not a <laughs> mid-2000s indie wrestling person. I was busy uh, going to La Tigre concerts in 2005 I and didn't know what any of this shit was. It. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but... <laughs> God, but yeah, it, so there's something good. very validating about listening, about like losing your mind watching something and hearing commentary losing their fucking mind too. Yeah. Where you're like, we're all in this together, even though I am watching this 15 years later in my, <laughs> you know, my little desk, drinking my coffee, trying to not gag, even though I've seen this thing 10 times already. <laughs> Extremely fair. I uh, one other aspect I loved about this was the arena destruction. Yeah, <laughs> it was very um, uh, like. A lot of video games, not all kinds of video games, but a lot of like action, you know, video games with a budget have like a destructible scenery and you can use anything as a weapon. Like that was like a design tenant like 10 years ago. Right. Of like pick up anything you want and smash people in the face with it. And that was like kind of what happened here. There was a lot of use of chairs. There was almost like a, a rapid fire chair throwing. At oh, one that, point. that part rules. <laughs> it's so good. And then at another point, there is a, the use of a guardrail as yeah. a weapon, uh, which is also incredibly good. And somebody commentates like, I don't know, you know, whose body he has less regard for. <laughs> it's just like throwing this guardrail uh, at Samoa Joe, which is, oh, that was very good. I just like that. I like that use of the space and like. It's great. Weaponize the guardrails. <laughs> good. Very, very good. Uh, there was also a chant of holy shit in the audience. Oh, yeah. That's a that's great. a big that's a big wrestling thing. Okay, gotcha. When something uh, gets real rowdy, it's uh yeah. I don't I know like how a good chant. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you'll smirk wrestling fans love to chant. Oh, good. Yeah. They love like the holy shit chant. There's a they'll do a this is awesome chant if something's <laughs> awesome. Uh if, some, if they're just so moved, sometimes they'll just chant the name of the company they're at. <laughs> so, like, at the That's end, really good. at the end, they're all just chanting, like, I think they're chanting, like, IWA, IWA. Like, that's, yeah. Like, it's I mean, I've been good. at wrestling shows. The thing is, it seems, it seems so silly, <laughs> like, looking from home like this. But, like, I've been at wrestling shows where I have just been so moved that I had to stand up and start chanting the initials of the company I was at. That's incredible. It's so stupid. No, it's so good. And my dogs had to chant there as well. Like, they actually, they feel the need. Do you see this? They feel the need to chant because they're so excited right now, I think, about something. They're chanting Joe. God only knows. Joe. 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 Well, Joe. He'll do it again, I'm sure, if I look at him the right way. He'll just keep going. Uh, So good. I, there's something really electric about this. And this is a topic we could talk about another day, but it is something very present on my mind and and something we will talk about later as well. But thanks to uh, the virus outbreak, uh, a lot of sporting events are either canceled or going before just no audience. And we talked about this last time with the event that went audienceless. And I, I caught a few clips of that, but there is something... First, about the energy of an audience, uh, especially it seems like with pro wrestling and with fighting, because it's such a personal, yeah. not personal, but like 
the action is so concentrated between two people usually, or like one to four people. It's so intimate, yeah. Right, yeah, within a very uh, defined space. Although, again, of course, in in pro wrestling, it does go outside of the the ring itself. Uh, But it's still fairly concentrated, right? And then having people be there and chanting and there's an energy to the crowd and how much that will affect and has affected now uh, events that are happening in yeah. our current climate. And that's just a wild thing to think about Yeah, how different that kind of is. Yeah, there's a um, New, J- New Japan Pro Wrestling, which we watched in the first episode. Yeah. They had to, they canceled all their events uh, for March, including yeah. a um, a sold out show that had a main event that was – so every year they'll do an anniversary show where the heavyweight champion wrestles the junior heavyweight champion. Oh, and shit. usually they don't. Usually those the weight classes don't mix. Sure. This sure. year the heavyweight champion is the mentor of the junior heavyweight champion. They're in the same faction. They have never wrestled each other. Um, they have like an incredibly like close friendship, and wow. they're both incredibly talented. And they had to cancel the event. Oh shit! Yeah. So they did like a little talk show thing about it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And the junior heavyweight champion, this guy named Hiromu Takahashi, he was like, he's his character is that he's kind of this mad genius. Um, and because he is in real life, I'm pretty sure a mad genius. Uh, he kind of went on this whole thing of like, we should have the match in front of no people. And then he was like, wait, no, I need people to chant for me. No, we can't have it. We have to wait until people can cheer for me. And like, I get that. Yeah. Like yeah. And there's this- so much energy to it, you know? It's- and this is, as I understand it as well, like such a part of the appeal uh, yeah. in pro wrestling is is like having that crowd and having that energy and playing to the crowd and, and like things changing due to the crowd and, yeah. and, and things like that. So yeah, it's it's so wild. It's so wild. It's um, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, and so the it's crowd very present, the... I think, on everybody's minds right now, and also oh, for sure changing everything. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot right now. And the crowd in the Joe uh, Necro Butcher match is like. I mean, I've watched this match a lot of times, and every time I'm like, I really like the crowd. Yeah, like there are these two women in the front row who like yeah. everyone else is losing their minds, and they're just like pretty calm yep but they're into it but they're calm and like one of them has this big onk necklace and i'm just like what is your deal (laughs) yeah (laughs) why are you so cool good i focus on them every time 2005 i mean (laughs) i was trying really hard to be that cool in 2005 and i was it was a it was a mess i was doing my best yeah you know know high school's tough yeah, it is. Oh God, I was in college. Sorry, I'm I'm a thousand years old, and I and I drink the blood of young people to stay young. So it's fine. Well, it's fine. We all do what we got to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Blood. Uh, but speaking blood. of drinking blood, uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about in this match, or shall we move on to another bloody battle? <laughs> I just wanted to say that yeah. the reason I picked this was yes, that you sent me your pick. And apologized, like saying, let me know if there's too much blood. Let me know if this is too gross. And I was like, I need Danielle to not apologize anymore about throwing me stuff with blood. What can I do? And I was like, kind of saving this one. I'm like, it's time for Joe versus the Necro Butcher. It's time. I enjoy watching the flap of a man's head with a t-shirt that says choose death and a big pot leaf tattoo. Like, I I just watched this for fun. 
it's fine. The blood is yeah. fine. A woman's head exploding is, I mean, not exploding like scanners exploding, but right. exploding like uh, just like, like it was cut through with an axe. <laughs> like cut yes. through with an axe, or yes. in the case of the an, another match from that last weekend, yeah, uh, exploding like. Check out this new program I got on my cool new Apple computer. It's called Photo Booth, and it has all these crazy filters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when an alien beams down into your forehead and <laughs> yeah. doesn't make space for the rest of your brain. Yeah, that's that is what, what a happened. weekend for MMA. Oh, my oh, God. It was it was a blessing. It was just a true blessing. Uh, so briefly, uh, I gave LB... One fight uh, that I cut down a little bit just so it wasn't like a, a you know, too, too long, because we don't want to go too, too long here. We want to keep things breezy, keep things easy, breezy, beautiful, <laughs> you know, cover girl, stuff to do. cover girl with a hematoma. It's fine. It's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I gave them uh, one match that I cut down just a little bit to just kind of give a, a sense of the flow of the match and what had happened. And then just highlights from. Of course, uh, a, a title fight that we will absolutely watch that whole thing at some point. But that was just Great. to kind of keep this narrative of like incredible women's fights and a lot of damage, <laughs> which are like the two kind of through lines here. Uh, so the fight that we uh, we really looked at here was the bloodiest fight I have ever seen in MMA. And this is as somebody who's God. been watching for about six years now, uh, you know, and, and practices at least a side of the sport myself. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I have not seen a ton of old UFC stuff. I've seen a bit here and there, certainly. Uh, but this is bloodier than anything I saw there. But that's just sort of to say, uh, you know, I'm not an expert in the early era. So if there's something bloodier, you know, mea culpa, I, I'm saying this is the bloodiest thing I have seen in the years I've been watching it. Uh, this was a fight in Invicta FC, which to give you some background, Invicta is an all women's MMA league. Uh, very talented, it's a professional league. Uh, but they do lose a lot of their talent to the UFC. But there's a lot of kind of, not overlap exactly, but like Megan Anderson, for example, who called this fight, is the woman uh, announcer and, and doing interviews. She had fought in a UFC fight, you know, uh, I think the week before. I actually watched that fight with my uh, teammates at PAX and like showed them a fight, which was very fun and cute. And then it was like, oh, she's announcing this one, you know, a few days later. That's so cool. Yeah, she's so really good really at cool she's, she's great at announcing. She really is. She's awesome. And she is like a six foot tall, 145 pounder. So she has like reach beyond God in there, basically. Yeah, like, I saw her in the ring at the end or yeah. in the octagon at the end, yeah. like about to do an interview. And I was like, oh, hello. she's like You're seven tall. inches taller <laughs> than uh, Stolyarenko. Like, My little, uh, like, oh, uh, yeah. it's just like looking up like, whoa, Megan Anderson. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. But also a really talented fighter in her own right. So uh, good stuff. It's fine. So yeah, Megan Anderson is in there. She's announcing. She's extremely cool. Uh, Invicta FC had also this night uh, experimented with open scoring. So to give you a very brief uh, explanation of that, there have been some really weird decisions lately where people are like, what the hell is this scorecard? And really weird stuff kind of going on. So Invicta, because they are awesome and very innovative, decided, hey, for our normal fights tonight, uh, there was also a tournament that this had nothing to do with, but for our kind of normal matches tonight, you know, our, our title fight here, 
uh, this bantamweight title fight and for our other sort of strawweight bout, let's do open scoring. Let's try it. Let's see how it works. Uh, and which means in between rounds, uh, normally in an MMA fight, nobody knows any scores whatsoever. You can guess, but nobody knows. It's just the judges, you know, kind of thing. It's like a pageant. Yeah, it's like a it's like a pageant. Exactly. It's a pageant of blood, basically. <laughs> And then, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of where they don't yeah. tell you what the score is. It's really wild, right? And most sports don't have anything like this, and it's really kind of wacky. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I so, thought it was really cool, and like it factored in really interestingly with them, like did. thinking about okay, I, we know what the score is, so we're going to strategize based yeah. on that. Exactly. Like uh, they basically one thing I thought that was cool about it is that they show the corner, and so the coach can like decide, oh, my fighter needs to hear this now, or oh no, my fighter's going to be distracted by this. So it's it's yeah. really awesome that like they show the corner, the corner can make the decision, they decide based on, you know, what's good for their fighter. So it's, it's great, it's good information, uh, and that really kind of came into play. Uh, but uh, this was the bantamweight title fight. It's Julia Stolyarenko versus Lisa Versova, uh, and it is a bloody bloody war like the first round uh Stolyarenko is known as being like a, a real armbar specialist so she came out in a gi like look at me i do jiu-jitsu uh and she went hunting for arm bars and didn't quite get them it was pretty close a few times and then kind of from uh from not really getting any arm bars it became just like a brutal kickboxing match with some wrestling mixed in a little bit and at some point Lisa's forehead opens and uh, the announcers say they actually say it looks like she's been cut with an axe giant cut down the middle of her face. It is like a friggin Batman villain, right? Like, holy shit. And then just the floodgates open and both of them are covered in blood. Lisa's um, sports bra that she's competing in was white at the beginning. It's like white and black, you know, some patterns. It is thoroughly red. By the end of this fight, that whole octagon covered in blood. There's blood in their mouths and their face. Just holy God. Uh, so now that I've kind of set that up, LB, how, how did you find it? I loved this. Awesome. I loved this fight. Yeah. Um, like their attitudes going in, like, uh, Stolia Ranko has had like honestly like comes in with kind of a pro wrestling energy to me just in terms of yeah. like she has her moves have a lot of showmanship early on like yeah. and that first kick she does um to Versosa's head is so loud that it sounds yeah. like she's slapping her thigh it sounds like a super kick yeah. like it i like the way they both move is so interesting and like Versosa has such west coast like chill energy yeah <laughs> like, i don't yes. know how else to describe it she maintains this incredible calm the whole time um i just i love this i love yes. this fight yes like, yes yes it makes me so happy like oh my the God. calm and the concentration and the the like kicking and the striking was so cool to look at the grappling was amazing. The er, like early on when she, when Stolly Renko's trying to get the armbar attempts, like the, I mean again I haven't seen a lot of grappling like proper sure, grappling. Sure. So, oh, so, oh sorry, I just wanted to make sure my thing was still recording and it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I haven't I haven't seen like I haven't seen a lot of proper grappling. So like I don't know. I've never seen anything like what she was doing before though. It was like oh, some of her shit, maneuvers. Okay. Yeah, like. 
just seemed, looked really interesting to me. And like, again, in pro wrestling, you can't leave your shoulders down. Okay. So you have to do, like, if you're grappling with somebody, you have to have like one of your shoulders up. Otherwise you could get, otherwise it's technically a pin. Okay. So like, okay. I'm yeah. like, oh shit, if you can have both of your shoulders on the ground, you can do so many more things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm that makes total it, I'm sense. I'm like, oh man, leaving my shoulder up, that's like, oh shit, I'm going to get triangled if I do that. Yeah. Oh, damn, like, oh, that's, so much. That's a, that's a very frequent counter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that makes in sense. That, in that situation. Um, <laughs> but like also these little things like when the when the round ends and the horn sounds, the way they break so clean and yeah. like seem to have like not just mutual respect, but like a genuine like liking of it. Like it's there's yes. such a friendliness to it. Yeah. Which I, it's wonderful. Is, I've never like in wrestling, that can happen, but like obviously, that can't happen in the ring, especially not in a thing this bloody, because that those don't work together. <laughs> but oh god, it was so cool to know. Like, Hell that, yeah! So like the cut through her, the cut through Versosa's face, like it looked like when you're doing like a fantasy character creator, and you're like going through scars, <laughs> and you're like, no, that one's that's a little too much. Like, I want to look yeah. like a badass, but, like, that doesn't... Nobody has that scar. Right, right. Even in this, the, like, the world where comment. everybody has axes. Yeah, the axe comment was, like, real good. <laughs> it was really It was a really good. good piece of commentary. Yeah. And, and like, like... Oh, go ahead, oh, go ahead. No, just the way the blood, like, spl- I love blood. I'm disgusting. Blood and, great. like, the way the blood, like, splatters everywhere. And, like, again, I could smell... I could, like, smell it. Yeah. Watching, I cried. I like, cried a little bit at the end. Like <gasps> really? I didn't like like the tears didn't break the the waterline, but like yeah. I teared up just oh. because like they worked so hard. Yeah, and they're like their attitude barely changed throughout the whole thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> they both just stayed so like in it, concentrated, respectful, cool. The yeah. I cried when when, when uh, after they announced the the finish. And Stalyarenko like goes down and bows, and yeah. I'm just like, dude. Yeah, there's I so love much mutual respect. respect. There's so much affection and like just respect. It, like this will sound corny as fuck, but whatever. They acted like noble, like just they acted like fucking warriors in yeah. there, like genuine, like respectful, like I I care about you, you care about me. We're going to put this on the line. We're going to put every ounce of each other in our effort and literal blood like on the line for this. And it was really close. It was a split decision. One of the judges called it for Versosa. Like, yeah. thought she won. Like, that's how them. close. That's how close it was. And like, they even <laughs> just also to speak about the blood. They even had to clean up uh, Versosa a little extra like for longer than usual when they were getting the Damn. decision ready they were like sorry hold on like the cutman was still just trying to wipe her down that and she's just insane. smiling she's she, just smiling like hey I did it I did it y'all like I, I'm here you know so good true Pacific Northwest chillness like yeah. inspiring yes. I yeah. yeah I loved I absolutely loved that fight that was my favorite fight we've seen so far without a doubt and oh, I was awesome. I didn't yeah. quite realize it was this last weekend um, sure. So I was like, why the fuck are there all these empty seats? What is going on? This place <laughs> yeah. should be packed. Yep. So I'm hoping it wasn't packed. The reason it wasn't packed is because of health scares and not because like every 
everything, every Invicta show should be like sold out, standing room only, in my opinion. I couldn't agree more. And like the other thing they had go on was a really cool tournament. uh, Yeah. It was a bunch of five minute fights, just one round fights. Oh, cool. Uh, And I just want to shout out uh, Taylor Gordado, who was an amateur fighter almost a decade ago, nine years ago. Damn. uh, And made her pro debut. And made it to the final. Now, she did lose in the final, but, like, she made it to the final. You know? Like, nine-year layoff. She had a kid. She went back to training. And this is her pro debut. Like, holy shit. Just just shout out to Taylor Gordardo, who also did that, like, on this night in that uh, arena, which is very, very cool. And and just so much grit, so much heart. I just really like Invicta as well because they, uh, they promote their athletes really well and in, like, a really fun way. Like, they do a lot of, like, cool photo shoots and they do a lot of, like, good promotional stuff and cool. just, like, a good league. Like, just, I don't know. It's good for the sport. It's good for the women's sport. Um, yeah, it seems to have a good – it had awesome. a good vibe watching it. Yeah, yeah. I've always really enjoyed – Uh, watching Invicta and, like, get very excited for Invicta. Uh, And even though, yes, some of the Invicta athletes are, like, making their pro debut uh, or, you know, they're they're very early on in their pro career. So, yes, okay, sometimes there are, like, pretty big skill deficits versus uh, most UFC fights. Well, I can't actually say most, but a lot of UFC fights, people are really, like, they've they've already hit kind of a certain bar. Uh, Again, that's super generalizing because there are a lot of exceptions to that, but... Uh, I, I still really enjoy it, and I enjoy watching developing talent, and I enjoy I always watching, enjoy watching people like learn. I think that's a, a, yeah. always really interesting to see. Yeah, so. and they're already good. Like not to yeah. not to make a mistake here; these are not like people in their amateur fights. Like you've already got to be good to be a professional fighter at all. So like, yeah, it's it's, it's a hell of a lot. Uh, and then I'll just briefly mention again because I really do want to show this fight at some point in the future. Uh, but just a shout out, Weili Zhang versus Yuana Yanjacek. They put on a five round war that I think might be one of the best title fights of all time. Like, really? Also an incredibly close fight. Also a bloody ass war. And yes, Yuana does have like a five inch hematoma on her forehead. She does not look human anymore by the end of that fight. And like, to be clear... I'm not making fun of how somebody looks. And also, she is okay. Like, (laughs) we would not want to be flippant about that if, like, she actually had, you know, some sort of uh, severe damage. But they both went to the hospital and they both were cleared. Like, okay, they're okay. You know, they're not uh, suffered. They've not suffered major damage or anything like that. But, man, that was a brutal, brutal, also very close fight. Uh, Ioana Janjacek was, like, the strawweight champion for years. Held that title for years. And then lost it and then has kind of only lost championship fights, but she's lost a few championship fights. So it's almost like she's on this incredible level, just an unbelievable, incredibly technical, talented fighter who is just not quite there uh, in the last couple of fights. And this was putting it all on the line, just like this fight uh, with at a skill level that is just unbelievable, like really, really, really incredible. So. I uh, just wanted to shout that one out uh, as kind of part of the narrative of like, man, the 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 women who do MMA were fucking on this weekend, <laughs> like big time, you know? Yeah, that I mean, I saw like there was there was an unavoidable fight this over uh, last this last weekend. Sure, that yep. one. Like yep. I saw that I saw her head 
I mean, once her head yeah. got, I saw every stage of her head getting weird. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. People were talking about that, posting about that. There, the people I know who aren't into any of this were like, we're talking about it because I guess she posted something like kind of shitty about coronavirus or something yeah she she did a bad like i generally follow her and have liked her for a while but that was a bad bad she did a bad she did a bad one uh what she had done and this was like a month and a half ago like thinking oh i'll be like a little bit of a heel and promote the fight and she like i forget the exact post but it was like a really shitty post about like wearing like a a, A gas gas mask to china to fight and and whaley zhang is the first chinese champion which is a really big deal uh, and she had to overcome a lot of hardship, honestly, in this. She had yeah. to move twice, like she had to move countries twice Jesus. during her training camp yeah. as she's like cutting weight and training for a fucking championship fight. Had to go to Thailand for a while and then was moved from there to the U.S. and like really went through a lot uh, to to kind of get here. And for somebody to be like kind of shitty about that was like, man, fuck yeah. that. I mean, she did but, take I mean, it at the down, same time, but still. that's good. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I'm also like. I, I'm coming at it with such like a wrestling perspective of like, oh, you know, sure. there is such a thing as bad heat. Uh, heat is like when you do a heel thing to get everybody mad at you, but everybody yeah. mad at you is, is called heat. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, so like there so are much. ways you shouldn't get heat. Uh, and this is one of them and you messed up. But it, like it also gave Whaley like such an actually, you know, it didn't give her. She all she has like just in the <laughs> highlights video you showed, yeah. like you sent me yeah. incredible natural baby face energy. Like, oh, for sure. For like sure. That's, like, you can't, you can't teach that smile. Yeah. That is like, yeah, like a good, like a good, I want to cheer for you vibe. Like, Absolutely. well done. Absolutely. So, yeah, she, like, they didn't, they didn't need to do racism heat. Yeah, exactly. Or, no need, no need for a no racism, need for that. friends. Yeah. Never, never any need for that. Yeah. Exactly. Not a good way to get heat. Nope. That's, that's what Hunk Tears says. That's where I draw the. That's one place where I draw the line. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. That's a good line to draw. <laughs> but yeah, like what? A, wow, what a weekend! You must you. God, what? A, how tired are you right now? Just oh. just from like not even from the number of things that you do. Sure. Uh, and you're grappling and you're you know ambulancing and you're uh, <laughs> fan bite jobbing, but yeah. just like watching MMA and news cycle. Oh yeah. And well, I also trained twice that day. I, uh, oh my god! You're <laughs> I, a beast. I went to wrestling class in the morning, and I did a few uh, wrestling rounds. Uh, I'm trying to really learn wrestling. I'm not good by any means, but I'm trying to learn. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then I went to a, a, a women's and non-binary people open mat for like two and a half hours that afternoon, and just like just sparred with everybody. Uh, yeah, so. I, I was watching <laughs> I was watching some of these fights like in a daze after having napped and had like a lot of protein and was just sitting there like, hello, <laughs> it's so, so good. <laughs> your endorphins just going nuts. That sounds yeah. amazing. It was really good. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, so, yeah, it's good shit. It's just such Damn. good shit. I I can like you, you probably hear me smiling through the I mic. Can. Like, it's really good. A thousand miles away. Just like fucking love this it's so good i'm so happy you liked uh the fight as well like that makes me so happy i i worried i really worried because i was like oh shit like i just don't know if like you know and i understand like some people don't like to look at that stuff and i i never want to like force my my weird uh violence on anybody right like (laughs) you know like i just didn't know if like oh was this too bloody was this crossing a line and like oh my god the fact that you were super into it i'm just like 
fuck yeah, we're going to have a, a long and healthy podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's this thing in pro wrestling called the Muta scale of like how sure. much blood is on somebody. Okay. And like, I feel like we have to like now there's like a Versosa scale of like how yeah. fucked up. <laughs> like, I like that a lot. Like how special effects makeup is your head wound? I honestly. Actually, Versosa versus uh, your Jedchik. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't pronounce yeah. your Jedchik. Yeah. I could be wrong. Uh, for like who <laughs> yeah. gets to be the person who who gets the, the head wound scale named after them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you're the first, you know, if you're the first person with something, you get uh, the honor, yeah. the honor of the name. I wonder right? if, like, Versosa's pissed that, like, her crazy head wound didn't get as much attention. I know, right? Like, I'd be so pissed if I had such a sick thing. Or I'd be like, yeah, everybody knows about this big head wound, but um, the real heads know uh-huh. about my the axe <laughs> I took to the yes. face at Invicta. <laughs> exactly, like... Like, come on, y'all. Mine is, mine looks cooler. It just looks cooler. It does. It does. You know, so maybe cool. it doesn't look quite as, like, alien, but it looks cooler for sure. Oh, she's, they're, she's so cool. They're both so cool. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. that that fight endeared me to them so much. Danielle, I, I really loved it. Oh, um, I'm so happy. Yeah. So I was happy. like, I was like, I, God, I wish, I wish I could see, like, every second of it. I, Yeah. I just oh, thought it was yeah. so cool, and <sighs> how did that even happen? I know, right? How did I, she get like busted open that bad? Just go in, I think. It's just like a willingness to like fucking do it, you know, willing to get hit to hit, basically, and just yeah. go in. But I'm just like trying to figure out like how that works without an axe. <laughs> It was probably an elbow. An elbow, right. Of course, those uh, are very sharp. Could be wrong. And no, I you're have actually right. been training a tiny bit of kickboxing again. Uh, but I think it's probably an elbow, most likely. Damn. Yeah. Elbows. Well done. Well done. Well done. Great and speaking job. of well done. <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing for this. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was wondering, are there any events coming up? Uh, that you're excited about, and it's kind of hard to talk about this, yeah, right? Uh, because I'm not sure. I'm not sure right now if uh, UFC Brasilia is on or not. Nobody really does, uh, so I'm almost uh, reticent to even talk about it because it's like this might not, might not happen. So, yeah, is there anything still going on in the world of pro wrestling that you're you're into? Uh, there's some stuff happening this weekend. There's nothing I'm like super, super, super hyped on. Sure, um sure. honestly like what I've been doing a lot lately was I I published this thing on Sunday which was celebrate International Women's Day by watching classic Joshi on YouTube which Fuck is yeah. uh you know just old women's wrestling from Japan if you like watching women bleed and you like can't get enough of you know fighting spirit and blood and women <laughs> just going all out like everything on that list is really good <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so I recommend my own article. Uh, I mean, fuck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's this woman, Megumi Kudo, who I've been really into, who was a uh, deathmatch hardcore wrestler in the 90s. Um, and I've just been watching a bunch of her like barbed wire stuff. Nice. And she's really cool. <laughs> so, oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's I mean, my recommend. I mean, you need to check Some that shit out. from the 90s. 
Hell yes. Hey, sometimes you got to go back to go forward. You know what I'm saying? You do. go back to the 90s sometimes. Uh, This is not MMA related. uh, And I'm also not sure if this is still on, but uh, as of yesterday when I was looking it up, it it sounds like the F1 debut race is still on in Melbourne. Uh, Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, which again, might have to check. And by the time this goes up, who knows? I, I found out today, I found this out, that you also like F1, which is very exciting to me. And that you also like Danny Ricardo, which also makes me happy. Oh, uh, it's been so. called off. Oh, it has? Okay, sorry. It was like, as of yesterday, it was fine. And then, Yeah, yep. I just looked it up. Uh, McLaren well, team. Shit. Which McLaren team member was tested positive? Fuck. Oh, no. What? Oh, oh. no. Well, uh, but yeah, Danny Ricardo, I love him. Uh, my partner's a big F1 fan. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah. We watch F1 sometimes. And honestly, like, as a, like, you know, a major Lupin the Third fan, like, the one <laughs> sport that's very Lupin <laughs> is Formula One. So. <laughs> Well, yeah. we established in our other podcast, our other new podcast this week called Sports Middle, which you can find in this feed, actually. All our sporting uh, and combat podcasts will be in this feed. Uh, that F1 kind of is pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, like, especially with, you know, and Nikki, uh, Nikki Grayson made this point, but like the storylines, the kind of the drama, the very over the top kind of nature of it and just like the mechanics of it and the technical nature of it all kind of really do fit in and in, into Absolutely. a particular mindset so yeah it, that was a cool observation it's that, very uh, character driven also find yeah. me this is your my challenge to listeners yeah yeah find me a heel in wrestling as hateable as max verstappen <laughs> it's on oh. site max it's on site oh my god that's such a oh that's such a good point God, he's such a oh, and his face is so punchable. It's like every we were uh, my partner and I were talking about this that like we suspect there's like a secret uh on like a secret cabal in F1 where they only <laughs> let really good looking dudes become oh like yes. Formula One drivers. Yeah, but we're, we're like they're all hot except and we both say at the same time Max Verstappen. <laughs> 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 it's like the most punchable fucking face. Oh my god, he absolutely has a punchable face like yeah i mean there's a way by which some people probably find him very attractive like he does have like the very like euro trash model kind of thing going on for sure if you're Uh, into like a bond villain's son henchman yeah yes sure big bond villain energy that is absolutely what it is also a great driver and also a little bit of a incredible driver yeah a little bit of a hothead piece of shit like how dare you fascinating person to watch but such a punchable face yeah oh my god and i also agree i do think there's a secret cabal where they have to be like model hot i talked about this once with rob zachney uh who does the shift f1 podcast and i used to work with him and i was like rob do they all have to be hot like is that part of the gig and he's like well there have been a couple of guys who you know maybe weren't the the most attractive but like it's more that they're, like, selected for kind of body type and, like, it tends to go along with, like, a lot of privilege. Like, most people have yeah. to be fairly rich to do this. So, like, yeah, you can get a lot of orthodontics and, and you know, yeah. all kinds of stuff when you got but a lot like, of money. So explain Lewis Hamilton to me, then. I mean, that's the thing. He's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. Like, yeah. Uncanny Nicole Valley Hulkenberg beautiful. also, like, the other oh, kind my God, of beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful man. Honestly, Danny, Danny Ricardo, like, also hot. perfect face. So hot. A yeah. per- like, 
uh, in terms of my perfect face, it is yes. that face. The he schnoz on him. Smile. Oh my god! Oh. His, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> this no, is fan fight. The MMA is... wrestling podcast where we talk about blood <laughs> and the cutest, incredibly rich boys who drive around in Monaco. <laughs> it's so much, but yeah, Lewis Hamilton probably the hottest. I think I think it's safe to say. Uh, uh, in terms of like objectively, probably, but in terms so of like beautiful. my own like aesthetics, you, it's you like, like that, it's, Donnie, that Danny Rick yeah. smile, and I, I and fully that, like, support and that. Yeah, the yeah. that like Sicilian nose just like does it for me. She's such a cute boy. It's really oh, true. And just like, oh, you drink that champagne out of a shoe, you disgusting Australian. Oh, oh. <laughs> Which is funny because Megan Anderson totally did that after her fight. <laughs> Speaking Why of like awesome Australians who are, you know, gorgeous human beings, like she also super did that, which is very good and funny the other you week. Said that, you said um, in, in uh, Slack that you thought Danny Ricardo has pro wrestling energy. And like, I really do maintain yes. that all Australians have pro wrestler energy because it's the rowdiest land. You know, it's it's like a really fun place. It's a really fun place. I really want to really go. good people. Yeah, it's a it's a good ass place with good ass people. You know, speaking generally, I guess. So, hey, I'm talking. We're talking about like hot F1 drivers and and cool people in Australia. We're we're speaking in generalities, but still, it's yeah. it's real, man. It's we do real. not guarantee that everybody who drinks champagne out of a shoe is our friend, but right, right. we there's can't a say decent that chance for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a very good chance. But I do Non-zero. respect that disgusting act. Oh, it's super cute too. <laughs> It's super new too. It's just such a beautiful showmanship thing. Like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, just like LB. bleeding all over the floor. Yeah, Thank you so much, Danielle. It's been a pleasure. Of bleeding and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do on this podcast, LB. It is such a pleasure to podcast with you. This is so much fun every week. I love our podcast, our beautiful Me baby too. podcast. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it has a lot of, uh, I think, good Australian energy, despite yeah. not being Australian in the slightest. I mean, we can aspire. You know, that's we what we can. should do this. That's what we should do this week to close out. We should pretend to drink champagne from our shoes. Yes, that's the thing that we're going to do. All right, I'll okay. read the, the outro text and then we're going to do a nice champagne drink. I think that's, we'll, that's we'll perfect. We'll do a shoeing. Perfect. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a shoeing. Uh, so thank you all so much, friends, uh, for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Uh, please do be sure to rate and review our podcast because it helps us so very much. I know it's annoying to hear that all the time, but if y'all just take take that one little minute and be like, oh, you brightened my day for 10 seconds. Give me a Give us a good review. That makes us happy. Uh, and if you listen to all of our stuff on fanbite.com slash podcasts, we have new podcasts. We are just launching them left and right, friends. So uh, please do go and check that out. And you can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media and at uh, Fanfight on Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok on Fanbyte, uh, and of course, fanbyte.com for all of our good stuff. And also, please do watch Late Lunch, our excellent Wednesday now uh, talk show on twitch.tv slash Fanbyte. And please do also check out all of our wrestling coverage at fanbyte.com slash wrestling. LB, are you ready to sip some champagne with me? I am. Hold on. Let me take off my crock. That's oh, right. Yeah. Get get that crock out. <laughs> okay, let's go. All right. One, two, two three. Glug, glug, Mmm, delicious. Oh, so dry crazy. and expensive. Cranky. <laughs> oh, God. Bye, Danielle. I'll talk to you next Bye. week.
Oh, Drake is also excited. <laughs> let me uh, let me tell the puppies here. It's okay, guys. Megan Anderson is not here, and she's not going to beat you up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I've got puppy trouble. Come here, Drakey. Drake. Drake. I'm going to write down. I might do a little cut here. Cut. Uh, 27 minutes. <laughs> 